The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You look fresh, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You look really Um, fresh. It could be your trainer. It could be my trade. Yeah, if you want to know what we're giggling about, head uh, on over to our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Today was leg day, and um, I am extremely weak right now. Oh, wow. But okay. okay, we won't go into further detail. <laughs> no, it's because I have no muscles, mm. and he pushed me way too hard, and I I almost felt dizzy just now. I don't oh, know. Okay, if I pass good. out, don't get scared. Okay, well. Just continue, just be kidding. a professional, <laughs> continue, and finish off, you know, finish the podcast, and then call 911. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> What? I'm nervous to go on a couple's trip with you ever because mm-hmm. what if one of our husbands behaves like Gordon <laughs> after a couple of drinks? It probably will be my husband because he cannot hold liquor. He's, oh. He doesn't drink. Oh, well, your husband doesn't drink either. Exactly. So yeah. He, yeah. They would. It's going to be one of us. Yes. That's going to behave like Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not going to be your husband. But also, I don't think it was just alcohol. No, I think that he's a creep. 
He is. Yeah. It's yes. it's a it's a little bit of creep. Mm-hmm. Like it's about fifty percent creep, ten percent Viagra, twenty percent pasta, and yeah. uh, and a bunch of other things. And it all comes together in this black Michael Darby. Yes, you know it. All probably <laughs> also is like he's probably on other medications, like you know yeah. Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he looks slightly diabetic too. Yeah, like whatever the diabetic yeah. medication. Yeah, metformin. Metformin. It's yeah. something. Yeah, there's that exactly. insulin going on. Exactly. Whatever it is. Oh my god, that <laughs> man is so thirsty. Give him buckets of water. Oh my god. Okay. So let's start with we're talking about Real Houses of Potomac in Salt Lake City today. Let's talk about Potomac. The ladies go to Chesapeake Bay on Wendy's couples trip, except for Robin and Giselle, who are offended by Wendy, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got to know Candace a little too well. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, we got to know Gordon a little, Gordon too, a little well. too well. Yeah. And unfortunately, Candace was. Candace you know, tried to recreate memories <laughs> of the barn. <laughs> and, you know, and there was no table to flip. Yeah. <laughs> it was a counter, so it didn't quite work out. It did not. No. All she was left with was some salad. To talk. Yes. <laughs> she was left with her words and salad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want to note something that happened in the beginning of this episode, which was Mia is packing. Everybody, we get a lot of packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packing, packing yeah. and like updating husbands what to expect, you know? Yes. So yes. Mia's at home and she's nervous about leaving her kids with her mother. For the first time, by the way, her mother's going to watch her kids for the first time. Yeah. Is what she says. Yeah. And this is Mia's dream come true. Her mother is abandoning her sister and her kids <laughs> and is going to pay attention to Mia's kids. Okay. And then Gordon is hesitant about going on this trip. And you know what? Gordon, next time just go with your gut. Don't come. Just stay <laughs> home. Okay, go stay home. But she tells <laughs> Mia tells the story to Gordon about what happened at the video shoot and mm-hmm. she leaves a huge chunk of it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Size 8, size 11, size 12 chunks of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Size 14 chunks of the yeah, story well. because she's like, you know, how, remember how I told you that the video shoot was low budget? Well, Candace called my mama, you low budget. And I was like, that's, that's, I mean, that's not yeah. quite what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. And then the flip side, you have Candace and Chris sitting and talking and Candace is like so proud of the shit that she to Mia and Chris is like oh my god she's like uh-huh. yeah things escalated and then Chris yeah. goes I wonder why like- yes and Chris is sitting there smoking a cigar and his expression as Candace goes down the path of mocking Mia's physical attributes yes. right she goes down the size 14 leg and all of that stuff the and leaky butt the, the leaky butt the turn of vagina the 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 Failed clitoris, or what does she call it? The collapsing clitoris, or something like I don't know. She starts going down that path, and Chris is just chilling, smoking. There is no expression on his face. He's like, This is how Candace, this is Candace's love language. This is what Candace says. This is good morning. 
Yes. I'm telling you, we said this like this is because since we've been on the pot, since we started the podcast, we're now experiencing our second season of Potomac. Mm -hmm. Truly Potomac season five was the reason why we started this podcast right? because it was like too much chatter online. So we were like, let's just talk it in a vacuum. (laughs) But one of the things we said last season was I truly believe that Candace's love language is chaos. And it's very obvious that Chris is just like, you know, you always say like later on, you heard Wendy say, if this is how he talks to her in public what are they doing behind closed doors like yeah if this is how candace berates people where chris doesn't even flinch on camera mm-hmm. you know candace is saying worse shit you know mm-hmm. when the camera is down and he's like okay this is how candace this means if candace is going down the path of berating someone else mocking their physical attributes that means that chris is doing his job of keeping candace happy yeah because he's, he's like, Candace is in a good mood. He thinks <laughs> to himself, Candace is in a good mood. She's not going to flip out on me. Yeah. So exactly. he's like, okay, then I'm doing a good job of being a husband. Yeah. The fact that the biggest hardship <laughs> Candace had in her relationship with Chris was that he didn't hold her purse that one time. <laughs> <laughs> then you know what? Chris should be sainted. He should be a saint. Okay. Yeah. Somebody knight him, saint him. I don't know. Make him a prophet. Send him to Utah. I don't know. But this I was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Ashley visits Robin. And this is when Robin tells Ashley the stuff about Mia's mom. And now I want to know also, before Robin tells Ashley about Mia's mom, Ashley is giggling. Like she thinks yes. actually that Candace was kind of hilarious. Like you know yes, that yes, some part yes. of Ashley's like, oh, that was so fun. And then yeah. when Robin's like... Mia's mom was a drug addict. She was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like you can immediately tell that she feels bad. But until that moment, even Ashley enjoyed herself. Yes. And here's the part that is like, is so messed up. This happened. And you know, these ladies are all on different group texts. Yes. Not one of them has yet texted Candace to let her know this is a wrong path to take. Wrong road. Wrong, wrong road. road. <laughs> As Portia says. Yes. Portia says, this is the wrong road to take, Candace. Don't go for the mom joke here. Don't go for the mom insult yeah. here because this is too real for Mia and you are going to be burned by it. No, not one of them has taken on to let Candace know this is not the this is not the direction to go. Even Karen. Karen knows Mia's backstory, yeah. is friends with Candace, and still hasn't sent anything. Robin and Giselle are good girlfriends mm-hmm. with Candace. Yeah. Robin and Giselle are at this point team Candace to some mm-hmm. degree. I mean, if yeah. they have to pick out of the new kids, they're gonna pick yeah. Candace, right? Not Wendy, because they're mad at Wendy. Yeah. So they gotta have somebody on their side. So they right. pick, like not one of them told not what that's a really good point that need none of them did which i understand okay no i don't understand why candace does what she does let's just yeah. make that clear no. i do no. see but i expect candace you know what you're meant to say is i expect this from candace i expect it from candace i do expect right. this from candace right. right but at the same time i can see also why candace gets so worked up because i think the ladies on the show need uh-huh. candace to act out because it's part of the charm which right. truly it's not really charming right but like yes. i think the fact that karen robin and giselle did not text candace to say okay and oh you didn't mention it when you were getting a tour of giselle's house right nobody mentioned it to you that you by the way that yeah, little budget you that you said yeah don't say that again this is much more serious not one of them mentioned it to her not no one, one mentioned it to her which tells they me all that, noticed like, her saying it it's not like they didn't notice it they noticed yeah. it 
they put they were like ooh, and then never said anything to candace and that's crazy because if we're gonna go back to like the respectability politics of it all from last season Mm -hmm. right yes candace didn't drag mia there was no physical fighting but Mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about bringing down the show and we don't talk this way and this that and the other Mm -hmm. then like giselle should have also sat candace down and be like listen you crazy little bitch like you can't talk this way because this is what's going on even send her a message send her something but it feels like they're setting up candace to be dragged because it's easier for candace to get dragged than anybody else yeah And so they want to make sure that Candace does what she does, does her Candace thing Mm -hmm. to, man, my mind is blown right now. That's such a good point. (laughs) I was like, nobody told you, Candace. Nobody told you. (laughs) She's getting sabotaged, but she's also self-sabotaging. Yes, she is. I mean, (laughs) she does. I mean, like, they know she deserves it and all of that. It's all fine. It's all fine. But the point is that, you know, they could have told her and avoided this ugliness, but they didn't. They didn't because they are all. They are culpable. Is all I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One of the most random things was um, mm-hmm. Karen and Ashley traveled together, which mm. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand yeah. this. Is it because they're she's closest? a new mom? Karen does this thing where she. Karen has a soft spot for new moms. Every That's time ha- Ashley has a baby, Karen goes soft on her. She's like, she's a new mom. She's got a baby. I'm gonna take care of her. I don't know why, because Ashley just turns around and stabs her in the back anyway. Karen always does this to Ashley. I don't have a clue why. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. because she likes. She did that with Monique too. It's like anytime somebody has a baby, she starts going soft. <laughs> I know. I think I do the same thing. I'm like, somebody could be a yeah, monster, but after they have a baby, I'm like, do you want me to come over and burp your baby for you? Like, I'll just come <laughs> over and play with your baby, you know? <laughs> but when they get there, I just wrote this down because it, this really ties in with our conspiracy theory about Ray and Karen, which is that yeah. Ashley brings all these bags. Immediately, Karen says, Ashley, don't pick anything up. And she makes Ray pick up the bags because mm-hmm. she's trying to kill Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Ray. She like it, she wants to prove to Giselle that Ray is nowhere near a grave. So yes, there yeah. you go. Or mm-hmm. you know the Dorian Gray theory. Yes, but you know she wants yeah. as long as Ray's alive. Yes, Giselle would say beautiful. <laughs> but the minute <laughs> that Ray goes down, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. over. It's over for yep, Giselle. Yep, and yep, maybe yep. that's what Karen wants. It's a yep, two for one for her. <laughs> So uh, the ladies get like the most messed up theory that we came up with. That we came up with I'm gonna be on so, green room. It's green room it's later a delish- tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Monday, and yeah. on Monday nights, Crappens the Crappens boys do a room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna I try to them. get on there every Monday, and then it's too late. It's like ten <laughs> o'clock, and I'm like so exhausted. I don't want to talk. I can listen, but I don't want to talk at that time. It's like, it's just too tiring. But yeah, you, why don't you float this? I will. I'll float (laughs) the theory over to Ben and Ronnie, see what they think. (laughs) So the ladies, everybody gets to Chesapeake Bay. It's the Mm -hmm. Osefos and Thorntons first. And, you know, they do shots. Mia tells Wendy about her mom. And Wendy's like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. And Wendy, I will give her credit. Oh, Wendy didn't know. Yeah. Mendy, Wendy tries. As soon as she finds out what's going on, she does yeah. try a couple of times, but Candace is too <laughs> drunk and too, too turned up. It's too, it's, late, too late. it's too late. Too late Chrissy, to let Candace know 
But also, did you know, the, the whole Gordon parking in, in Chesapeake Bay? He pulls in and he's like, valet, valet. Yeah, <laughs> get like, out of here. I, I was like, oh my God, how thirsty are you? And that's when I was like, he's turned up already. Yes. And it yeah. just went downhill from there. Yeah, the Geritol <laughs> kicked in. as Yeah, Geritol. <laughs> It's yeah, like he was just so he got there and it was weird because Gordon is so crazy that it made Mia seem less thirsty. Like that's mm-hmm. how thirsty and intense yeah. Yeah. Gordon is. Mm-hmm. But Candace and Chris arrive and everybody seems like they're having a great time. Everybody's mm-hmm. having a nice time. Mia said something bizarre in the confessional about Candace needing to get some. I was like, I... It's something about husband, manager, husband, sex. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't even make sense. It 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 didn't even make sense. She was like, she finally understood that the husbander part of it had a husband in it. She's like, maybe she needs a husbander so she can have a husband. She already has a husband. What are you talking about, Mia? Exactly. It it was just really She's so dumb. She's so She's so so Teresa. I shouldn't yes. say dumb. She's so Teresa. That's yeah. that's how you define her. Exactly. <laughs> Gordon tells everyone that he's a strip club, strip club connoisseur, but doesn't mm-hmm. have to go since he has the best of it. But then he also shares that they do go together, and then Mia picks the so girls. So he tries to make a dad joke. He's like, I don't need to go. I only go because she wants to go. Yeah. I don't need to go. Yeah. And then he turns around and laughs because he thinks that is such a great joke. And <laughs> even Mia doesn't laugh because she doesn't get it. She's like staring at him like, what is this? <laughs> and then the rest of them are like rolling their eyes and like, oh, okay. They don't, no one laughs except for Gordon. <laughs> it's so strange. And then he just is doing too much. He's humping the air. He's mm-hmm. talking about his dick. And everybody is just... Everyone's horrified, but then they just keep drinking. They're like, the only way to deal with this is for all of us to get drunk so that this can be somewhat tolerable. Tolerable. Like, maybe it'll make sense if I take the next shot. Yeah. Estala (laughs) arrives. They do more shots. And then at this point, G is super drunk, but everybody's like, everybody's drunk. Yeah. Everybody's eating sandwiches in the kitchen. G is nowhere to be found. Then G walks in super drunk. He hands Mia a phone on speaker. (laughs) The guy's saying something and then he's it's it's so creepy. I like I felt so creepy watching it because I I've been around people that are this drunk, like especially men that are this drunk. And he hands me on the phone then and he's like tapping Wendy. First of all, don't fucking touch then, me. Then, he's yes. like, listen, listen, listen to this. Everybody, everybody listen. Everybody listen. I yes. have a phone call that I prearranged. It's coming through now. Yeah. I just went and I got signal and I <laughs> I went out and held the phone out in the bay and I got some signal and he's talking. It was so strange. It was like he got some guy, some car dealership to let Mia know that they would be building a custom G-Wagon. But like he waited until they were on camera on a group trip to quote unquote surprise his wife for their eighth anniversary that she was getting a custom Which is seven years too many. Which is apparently seven years too many. Which is like you're giving her a gift. And then immediately saying it's too many years of marriage. Yeah. And like, what are you saying? And, and then in the middle of it, he tells me to shut the fuck up. It was like, yeah. it was so much. Uh, it was just too much. It was, Can't- yeah, I couldn't take it. He for, he comes off very creepy to me. I, I feel like yes. there's, some, I don't know, something about him just creeps me out. I don't like something, it. Something, everything. 
about him I don't know. Out. It's a vibe. It's the vibe you get. It's something creepy about him. And then all of this where he's simultaneously putting her down, insulting her, calling her the stripper and all that because he doesn't have to go to the strip club. He already has it at home. And in talking about going to the strip club and looking at white women because that's what he prefers, talking all that shit. And then giving her a gift at the same time, putting her down and saying it's eight years. If you're married for eight years, it's seven years too many. And then telling her to shut up. It's like, oh my God, this man is all over the place. And I don't like, yeah, he's he's just a creep. He's the number one creep. He he is the number one creep in the house. Because nope. Candace makes a great assessment. Like, you know, Candace mm-hmm. is the daughter of a therapist because she really mm-hmm. comes in. She makes a great assessment. She says, G is a lot like Michael Darby. Mm-hmm. Now, all Iskala, Wendy, and Candace are sitting in a room talking shit about <laughs> Mia's marriage. Now, I have to say, Wendy, Wendy, you don't like Wendy. people talking about Dr. people's Wen. marriages. Dr. Zen Wen. Dr. Zen Wen, mm-hmm. one member of the Flossy Posse. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want people talking about your marriage, you can't be no. talking about other people's marriage. Now, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Would I do that? Would I see somebody say shut the fuck Absolutely. up? Absolutely. I would pull it, I'd be like, yo, that guy, that girl's husband is crazy, right? I would do you that. You did you already did that about that other friend's husband who that you went to dinner with. Yo, yeah, I did it on a Patreon. Yeah. You did it on the Patreon with all of your audience. So yeah, sure. <laughs> You're right. But then you expect the same from her if it's, your husband did something weird. Exactly. That's if all, my husband that's told all. me to shut the fuck up, I would be pissed because I'd be like, my friends are going to be talking about this. Yes. <laughs> but Mia then, Mia comes in and they start talking about this whole Dorothy and Candace thing again. And here's mm-hmm. my problem with Mia. This is why I don't fuck with Mia. Okay, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but this whole thing happened where Mia <laughs> went crazy on Twitter and then like Jen Shaw blamed her social media manager. Mm-hmm. And like Mia's doing the same thing here. Okay, Mia, and there's a scene of Mia talking about the husband or situation with Gordon before the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And she says, Candace's album is going to flop. Okay, mm-hmm. so like you're already on the bad side of Candace. Then right. two, you go to this photo shoot or this video shoot and you talk shit about Candace. You're not just saying, who's the husband? Who's the manager around here? Mm-hmm. Is the manager getting paid? Like, are they doing their yeah. job? You're not saying that. No, you yeah. said, is Chris the manager? Is Chris coming? Is he getting paid? Is he on mm-hmm. a payroll? Is he taking mm-hmm. care of? You yeah. asked a bunch of invasive questions. And then when mm-hmm. you were called out about your invasive questions, you tried to hide it with some, I'm a boss bitch. And this is yeah. just like, I'm concerned about Famous the business. question. Yeah. No. Yeah. Own what you did. And then you called it low budget. Yeah. And then Candace mm-hmm. said, your mama's low budget. Watch your mouth. Now, is Candace saying yeah. that wrong? Yes. Is it hilarious? Also, yes. But <laughs> you... <laughs> You know, you can't, you have to own your shit. You have to own what you say. And I think this is where Candace gets mad because she's like, you're not sitting in your mess. Like, admit the fact Mm -hmm. that you did something wrong instead of being like, I was just coming from this perspective or it was my interpretation of it, whatever. Like, own the shit that you did. And the thing is, when it comes to somebody like Giselle or Robin, she does own her stuff. But yeah. with Candace, I feel like she's found her mark with Candace. And she's, a, yeah. you know, she's a fan of Potomac. She's watched all the seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we mustn't forget that Mia herself said that she was an entertainer. She wasn't a stripper, but she's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, you know, she's producing. Like, mm-hmm. 
I think she's, that she's the next Erica Jane. Oh. <laughs> she's obviously already the next uh, Teresa Judice. So I'm, yeah. expect, I'm expecting an FBI induction, <laughs> FBI uh, report pretty soon on Mia. Yes. And her businesses and Gordon's businesses. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be a real shame because, you know, black owned businesses should not be getting, um, oh, no. you know, yeah, I'm not indicted, yeah. but, yeah. you know, equal but. opportunity. Equal opportunity. Don't tell me that, you know, crimes can only be, uh, you know, white crimes can be only be committed Committed by by white white people. You're right. You're right. Exactly. (laughs) That's true. So this is when Candace goes ballistic because she feels like she's being gaslit in this situation. Mm -hmm. Candace's feelings are her are valid, Mm -hmm. but she's being gaslit by Mia saying, I wasn't doing that. Like I was just thinking a bit from the business side of things. I wasn't being shady, which is bullshit. And this Liar. is when Candace loses her top. She starts saying, G makes it rain on you. Mm-hmm. Then for some reason, Mia takes a call from a friend. She calls all these women broke bitches. Then she denies yeah. that she's a broke bitch. Candace calls Mia a night crawler, which is an X-Men. <laughs> all this is happening. Karen and Ashley arrive. Everyone gets candles. Karen is nervous as soon as the candle comes out. Karen starts, she's like, uh, she's like Kyle, where Karen gets nervous, she starts licking her lips like a lizard. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay, okay, so we can can both be in, uh, what does she say, Neiman Marcus or something? I don't know, home goods. We can both be there, home goods. No, she says something. No, she picks one in Tyson Square, you know, mall. She picks one that she goes to, (laughs) Neiman Marcus. (laughs) And then... This is when Mia calls Mia calls Candace mean because mm-hmm. Mia comes in and she suddenly has two friends, right? So she's got Ashley and Karen, and she immediately yeah. goes to say that Candace is mean, which is true. Candace is mean, okay? Yes. Yeah, Candace is but so Mia, mean. You I, went, yeah, yeah. So in our in our in my language, we in our culture, we have a saying that you know you don't throw stones in a muddy pond because you're the one who's going to get all dirty. Because it's going to splash splash on you. Much like you don't roll with the pigs and, you know, same kind of concept, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, We also have another saying that even in the muddiest of ponds, you have a beautiful lotus, which I think is Candace in this this metaphor. But but essentially, you don't go against Candace and not expect just the worst behavior ever come at you. Yeah, it's like Wendy said, Mia did not meet Ratatat Candace, okay? And exactly. Candace has come into play. Exactly. And like, it's so, I feel bad for Candace because, yeah. because I think that if Candace, we say this all the time, if Candace did absolutely nothing, yeah, Mia would bury herself, which she did. Like on social yeah. media, Mia went bananas yeah. and she buried herself. And it's like, I want Candace to know that in all these situations, you don't have to say anything because if Mia doesn't bury herself, if her social media doesn't do it, her husband mm-hmm. certainly will. Yes. Yes. Like, you don't have to make Mia look like a clown. You don't have to prove to everybody that Mia yeah. is a clown because yeah. Mia's doing that for herself. Like, Candace, you're giving them ammo. But again, I think I got to go back to this theory of like the women didn't tell Candace about Mia's mom. And yeah. Mia knows that Candace is sort of like the shortest temper in the room. So yeah. she's going to go after that girl and she's right. going to make sure that she gets a scene. She gets, you know, a meme. She yeah. gets a gif. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and what's also annoying is that in all of this, Mia still doesn't admit that she did anything wrong. Right. Or also, Candace is salty because she got to pick the last room. So you know that shit really settled. Oh <laughs> yes, I think that I, I think that might have just pushed her over the edge. It did. Like she was she was all worked up and she was okay with the what is it? Good vibes only GVO. Which is, yeah. Candace could have lasted a little longer, but then picking the room last just pushed her over the edge. It did. It yeah. did. And yeah. especially because Wendy is her friend and Wendy mm-hmm. had just seen, been in the room with Candace when Mia said all those things. So yes. the fact that she still picked Candace last probably mm-hmm. set Can- Candace off. And yeah, again, it's like when it was Monique versus Giselle, mm-hmm. Candace sided with Monique. When yeah. it was Monique versus Ashley, Candace mm-hmm. sided with Monique and Monique mm-hmm. dragged her. Whenever yeah. it's been anybody against anybody else, Candace yeah. has picked a side and then that side has, <laughs> has dragged her. Has that. dragged her. And yeah, I kind of she- feel bad for her, but at the same time, it's like, Candace, you go too fucking hard, man. Yes. You go too hard and you don't have to go this hard. You're she's actually a really smart girl, and you know she's yeah. really hardworking and like she knows what she's doing, but she just yeah. she just loses it. Yeah, oh, it's tough to be a candy gal fan, guys. It's, it's like it Kenya. Is tough. It's it's like Kenya. You have to um, you have to take the good with the bad. Uh, the bad really hurts. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to put up with it. But she keeps me entertained, though. I, if she does keep me entertained, I don't. I I, I have to admit it. Admit that she does keep me entertained. I know. Um, it's great. It was a great it was a great episode. I laughed from beginning to end. It was the G going off like that was while creepy was also super entertaining because I I was able to laugh at him openly and not feel any guilt yeah. <laughs> about laughing and somebody it's like, "Oh, you're the worst, aren't you?" Yes. <laughs> he is. And next week he's going to like harass Karen. And I was like, mm-hmm. you better not. He's going to harass Karen. And then next week, for some reason, after Giselle and Robin decided not to come the first day, somehow they end up coming the second day. And they have to pick from, they have bunk beds in the attic or something. They're twin beds in the attic. Twin beds in the attic. I can't wait. Which it's is a- more which is more than what they had in Ashley Delaware Beach House. I think they may have had full-size beds in the beach house. (laughs) So this is worse. Um, But I'm excited. I I can't wait. wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yep. Now, moving over to Salt Lake City, we open back on the ice. Meredith doesn't want to deal with her crap with Jen. Meredith does not. We've said this before. Meredith does not want to be friends with Jen Shaw. Leave her alone. Yes. But Lisa is very self-serving. I think Ray always says this. Lisa is selfish. Yes. And she wants all of it. So Lisa is trying to mend this issue between Meredith and Jen, and she keeps talking about herself. She says, I get it. I get it. Someone said Jack had a big head in a convenience store when he was a baby. I haven't forgotten about it since. (laughs) And Meredith is right. She says that, you know, I don't want to make be friends with um, Jen, but Lisa is for some reason hung up on being making me be friends with Jen. And I think it's for, for, for whatever reason to make Lisa feel comfortable. And yes. I love that she called Lisa, she uh, diagnosed it so well that Lisa wants us, everybody to be friends because it would make things easier for Lisa. Yes. But, totally and it true. was fun because at the end when they finally do um, um, hug it out, Lisa is like, aren't you happy? Aren't you? I'm happy. I'm happy. Aren't you happy? 
<laughs> I'm like, so it was all about you in the end, Lisa. It was about yeah, you. Because so at the end, they hug. And then Jen says she's sorry. And Lisa goes, I believe her. Nobody cares. I believe you. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> it's so stupid. I loved in this like whole situation, the peanut gallery, bad weather in the peanut gallery. Now, this is this hilarious thing, which is like whenever I, I worry about like my like for Heather, she says something yeah. that's so funny. She says, I'm not going to the light side of the ice because I lied about my weight. <laughs> I know. I loved it. That's the Heather I want to see. I don't want to see Heather trying to play nice i want her to be the peanut gallery and then you actually end up liking her because she says the things that you would say that is so that is exactly what i would have done too i'm not telling them the right exact way it's so funny (laughs) and you know they know that we don't tell them the right way they're probably adding 10 pounds or 20 pounds to it just just for the calculations (laughs) right but also it was so funny because she's like they're both sitting there and as they're arguing, they're like, yes, that's a good point. That's a good point, Jen. Yeah, why isn't Lisa doing the same thing with me? Well, that's a good point, Jen fucking child. And it was almost like watching, a, watching what is it called? What people's couch? People's like they're, no, it, they're it felt like it felt me <laughs> watching it. It was me yeah. watching. It was the way I watched Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not really a resolution because Jen is like such a manipulator. Stu, now here's here's another point. Stu Chains has to step in and calm Jen down and make her apologize. And I was like, Stu? Who yeah. might dub Stu Chains? He's not a housewife. He so oh, wants no, to be no, one. No, 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 honey. Stu Chains wanted this lady to get uh-huh. arrested on camera he wants mm. her to be on this show he knew what was coming because you know Ooh. Stu is now going against jen Ooh, i didn't know that yeah i didn't know when did that develop i left i lost i lost touch with what was happening at jen Shaw's honestly thing. i could be wrong but i saw yeah. it somewhere on the internet where yeah. Stu is now like he's made a deal mm. and jen is still pleading not guilty Oh wow! So okay. Stu has made a deal, and so you know, I think no. Stu had chains. bills to pay, and he knows yeah. that if he keeps her on, that he gets paid too, and exactly. he makes a side deal and he gets money to pay off all the bills that he has to pay. Yeah, because his insistence of keeping her there and getting her to film was strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was strange. Why are you? And so he was involved? like, "Have yeah," and he was like, "I have never told you to say sorry. I never tell you to say sorry." Yeah. Like, then what are you saying? Aren't yeah. you telling her to go and make up? Isn't that saying sorry? It like, was strange. I don't understand. Yeah, it, it was, was really strange. strange. Yeah. But yeah, it just it gets resolved. And thank God Lisa believes Jen Shaw because that's all we care <laughs> no. about. She's, she's happy. She's happy. She's <laughs> like, I'm her. happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I wanted to just note, we have all these like interstitial scenes. One of them is Mary's making eggs and she's fighting with her eggs. Can I just say also, I love seeing Mary with her natural hair. Yes. I love it. I, I, Mary needs to not wear her wigs. I think she looks no. so much more. No, I think, no, I think she looks better with her yeah. natural hair. Well, her wigs are bad. That's true. That's <laughs> another wigs. reason why she should wear them. Yeah. But her natural hair is beautiful. And she actually looks much more. She looks saner because her wig is not shifting. It's not at an awkward angle. She actually looks saner, doesn't she? Does. She? she does. She looks so much more sane. And then she, the whole scene of her asking her son, what? What? 
He says nothing. No words to he her. He said nothing. He just stares back at her with a silly smile. And she's like, what? Say something. Say something. <laughs> Why did they leave that in there? Okay, listen. Why did the producer no. take... If, <laughs> what is happening? Okay, can I just say, like, if, if Mary Cosby thinks that you're weird... <laughs> I'm worried about Robert Jr. Okay, because Robert Jr. Either Robert Jr. She's is like, like, why I'm are you staring at me? What? What do you want to say? Either Robert Jr. is like, I'm not talking to this crazy lady, or Mary is like, even for me, my son is weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. so good. And then he just stares at her and they stare at each other for a full minute. I'm like, what? Are you having a telepathic conversation? <laughs> what is going on? And why have the why did the editors leave that scene in? I love it. <laughs> I want them to put more of that stuff in. It just cracks me up. <laughs> we met a new oh. friend of Yeah. Angie Harrington. I had heard a lot about her coming on because she's like a big time Instagram person. Oh, really? So Lisa and Angie worked together at a call center when apparently Angie was 16 and Lisa was 23. I was like, what kind of MLM call center was this? <laughs> like 16-year-old being recruited to do that. Yeah, what <laughs> job did you have? Because it was strange. But we did find you, out that- work for Jensha signing up old people? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's possible. So Angie is throwing a casino night fundraiser because she has a transgender son and they're throwing a fundraiser for the LGBTQA community. You know, Angie and Lisa are really good friends. Mm -hmm. And Angie tells Lisa, by the way, I'm going to invite Whitney and Heather. Yeah. And I found out that Whitney was a cousin of mine through this Shadrock Rondi. I don't know what his name is. Brandy Shadrock. (laughs) That sounded like another another Marvel character. (laughs) Solomon Grundy, I don't know, but <laughs> some some women do. But I gotta say, like Lisa, Lisa's a Mormon, but she, you know, she looks down on people who are born Mormon because she calls them inbred yes. polygamy cousins. Like, Your own people, Lisa. Yeah. Your own people were like, what? How are you? you are converted to Mormonism? It's not. They were born Mormon. You converted. You picked their religion. Yeah, so. and by the way, your husband is one of those inbred Mormons. Mormons. <laughs> John Lisa, Carlos, born you, Mormon. Yeah. Lisa is so, uh, she's not clueless. She's just like, doesn't connect the dots at some point. Lisa she is like hilarious. <laughs> yes. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Almost in a way like Mary, mm-hmm. but like a little bit different. It's just, yes. Oh my gosh, she's so fine. She cracks me up. <laughs> but yeah, Lisa says, no, it's totally fine for you to be friends with Whitney. Yeah, invite her. It's your party. Invite yeah, who her. Am I? Who am so, I? I'm not. I'm gonna behave. I'm not gonna call the caterers. No way. <laughs> so Whitney and Angie meet up for lunch, and it turns out that Angie. <laughs> it turns out that Lisa had told Angie not to be friends with Whitney. Yeah. After Angie told Lisa that she and Whitney were cousins, and then you <laughs> saw this text message. You see this text message on Instagram? No, I did not. So last night, Lisa Barlow shared a text message with the internet. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that apparently what Lisa's trying to prove is that Angie and Whitney only became friends after the show started filming and after mm-hmm. the show started airing. Yeah. And, and so Lisa is the one who introduced them. Yes. So now for Angie to become so buddy buddy with Whitney is not cool. But in the text message that Lisa shares proving that Whitney and Angie just got to know each other la- like last mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. It also shows Lisa saying, don't claim her. Because Angie says, oh, by the way, I found out Le- Whitney and I are cousins. Yeah. <laughs> and Lisa writes, what? Don't claim her. <laughs> like, those are just the two messages she sends. So, like, Lisa. <laughs> what does that mean, claim her? Claim her as a friend? Claim her, what? Claim, claim what? her as a cousin. Claim her as a friend. Put like, her on your income tax paper. Claim <laughs> her as a dependent. What? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, elaborate. Maybe you, maybe she meant it as, you know, don't claim her on your 1099. <laughs> I don't know. So then people asked her, what does that mean? And Lisa's like, I'll get to it. What? <laughs> she said so far. And then. But apparently, Angie's <laughs> upset because Angie got a message from the caterer. We've yeah. been asked to host events at the restaurant by Lisa's mm-hmm. assistant, so that's the direction we'll go in. We can't do your event. And I love so what? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What was the text message? Was that we've been asked to? Yeah. So they catered an event. So Lisa booked them for a different event on the same day. Is that what? Yes. So Lisa's assistant called uh-huh. them to host another event at another restaurant and that's the mm-hmm. direction they're going in and that happened five hours after Lisa was told that Angie and Whitney are friends and I love Whitney who thinks she's like so smart just pointing out the obvious in like a very Megan King Edmonds way mm-hmm. you know she's like so wait you're <laughs> telling me you told Lisa that we're friends and then five hours later the caterer cancels mind blown i'm like yeah whitney yes do you think whitney Whitney talks slow so she gets more at a time no i think it's so that her brain can catch up with what she's about to say I think that's the scheme that Whitney. Don't you remember last season Whitney was trying to have a conversation with Jenna? She had to be like, wait, let me start over. Like, I don't think Whitney knows (laughs) how to talk. It's so funny. It's so funny. The whole thing is so funny. The whole thing is hilarious. Doesn't it remind Um, you of like OC? Like the early days? Yes. It's just like an early days OC fight. Yes. So then, but also, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, I start charities, Megan. Yes, very. <laughs> I start charities, Megan King Edmonds, <laughs> Miss Thirty Year Old. Like, so casino night happens. Okay, yeah. and uh, by the way, it looked really cool. It looked. Um, cool. I was surprised to see Coach Shaw there because Coach Shaw is there. Jen is on her best behavior as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary. Is you also- don't hear a peep out of her. When Coach is around. No, not, not a, a word. Yeah, she's on the sideline. Mary is doing great. 
I really mm-hmm. enjoy her antics. She looks like she's having a great time. She, says, she goes, when they throw a nine on the craps table, or the seven on the craps table, and then she look, people lose money, and they're like, okay, we're out. She's like, that's it? What? <laughs> I got seven. Yay! Just, she's like, yay, seven. And then they're like, no, we lost money. She's like, really? What? She doesn't know any of the games. Yeah. It is so funny. It's she's so trying funny to, to avoid see. Jen, so she's going to climb over a balcony. Like... <laughs> I love Mary. Mary Mary. is very much giving me the same like Kathy Hilton energy right now. And I know Mary's a monster just like I know Kathy's a monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's entertaining to watch them. (laughs) Very entertaining. Yeah. So so let me – this is the question I had because at this event, there's a lot of alcohol and all of that and people come in. And then Lisa makes a comment that I don't like to be in a party with no food. Yes. So there's no food? So Angie didn't find another caterer? No, no, no. There is food because people are eating. Right. But Lisa comes in and says, nothing worse than being at a party with no food. Why would Lisa say something like that? Right. People are like, why would you say something like that? But Angie sits Lisa down and she confronts her about the catering thing. Mm -hmm. And then Lisa says, well, I don't know what this has to do with me. I have to point out the fact that, like, Lisa brings up Whitney first. So Angie's like, look, I got this text message from the caterer. Mm -hmm. Lisa says, what does this have to do with me? Angie says, well, they use your name. Yeah. And then Lisa goes, well, I don't know what's going on. You're like my old friend and now you're cousins with Whitney. Like, (laughs) why did you bring up Whitney first, Lisa, if it has nothing to do with Whitney? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then she starts to throw these, like, dramatic she does a lot of dramatics. Mm-hmm. Lisa mm-hmm. brings Jen and Heather into the room. Our friendship is being questioned. I'm upset. I'm yeah. upset. I am so upset. Yeah. She keeps saying that. And Lisa, why does she like, bring? Oh, I I missed a little bit because why does she bring drag Meredith into the room? What Angie's trying to say is, you shouldn't care if I'm friends with Whitney when you're yeah. actually friends with Meredith and Jen. Ah, and are okay. you sure your friendship with Meredith and Jen isn't being affected? Because you seem to care a lot about me being friends with Whitney. Yeah. She's and like, when you are you can be friends with two people and one friendship does not affect the other, then I can be friends with you and Whitney too, is what Angie is trying to say. Yeah. So Angie's like, are you sure your friendship with <laughs> Meredith is not affected mm-hmm. because you're friends with Jen? Are you sure yeah. about that? Yeah. And then Lisa goes, let me bring them into the room. Our friendship is being questioned. And they're like... I was like, you're deflecting. And Angie says that too. She's like, you're deflecting about what's really going Mm -hmm. on. This is why I think Jen and Lisa are good friends. It's because this is very much Mm. what Jen Shaw would do. Like, it is what Jen Shaw does. She avoids it and then she changes the subject and then she starts to deflect and she says, I'm upset. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Then Whitney Mm -hmm. comes into the room because she obviously hears her name. And Lisa is like, why is this here? (laughs) And then Whitney's like, I am here because I heard my name. (laughs) She even, she doesn't even feel like she cannot even do outrage. I know. It's so great. It's It's such a very clear, slow answer. (laughs) I love it. And something about Whitney is very hilarious and soothing to me. (laughs) She's great. But, you know, and then also, like, it's just so funny to me because it's like Lisa is so clearly guilty. Like, you're clearly Mm -hmm. guilty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now Lisa's online being like, 
Well, what she chose to cut out was the fact that the caterer's brother are the ones mm-hmm. that ended up stepping up and catering the party. I'm like, yeah, but that that how do you one, how do you know that? And two, yes. why do you why does it change any of it? What happened? You still right. got them to cancel. So it's just funny because everybody on the internet is like, who sabotages a charity event? And I was like, <laughs> Lisa's gonna be like, I start charities. <laughs> And she yeah. starts yelling at her husband too, Angie's husband, who who, who like identifies nice who identifies himself as the Angie's wife. Yeah, he does. I am he Angie's wife. I love him. It's like oh I'm Angie's God. wife. I love it. I was it. like, oh, your first scene on Housewives, and you got nervous. I know. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Also, um, Jen and Mary have a conversation where, again, Jen just denies doing anything. And Mary's like, whatever, man. (laughs) Like, Jen's like she wants to hang out with Mary. What is – Mary said something that was very sensible. She was like, if you are – what did she say? That if you are this delusional or something, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm going to watch you. Something. She says something and I forgot what it was. But it was a very um, sensible statement coming from Mary. is doing a lot of sensible talking this season and it's honestly alarming me how much I really – I'm like, you know what? Mary's right. Like I don't ever want to say – Mary Cosby's probably right. But unfortunately, that is what's happening. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like, remember like Vicky Gunvalson, like the shit that she used to say about like Megan or anybody, I'd be like, or Gretchen, like, you know, Vicky is terrible. She's an awful person. Tamara is terrible. But the shit that they used to say about Gretchen was correct. Yeah. <laughs> it they, feels like that. Yeah. 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 They went about doing it the wrong way. And I think the same thing is goes for Lisa too. Like, I think, I wonder how Lisa is going to feel when when all that stuff with Jen goes down. And I wonder how she's going to feel because she's clearly picking Jen's side on a lot of these fights. So it's going to be interesting to see how Lisa Lisa responds at that point. Yes, I can't wait. And I can't wait for her to just like eat her words. When do you think that happens? Do you think it happens next week? No, no. I feel like it's going to be some like right before the mid-season trailer bullshit or something. Mm. I want that to happen so soon. I want it to happen sooner. I know. We got to cook it up. We got to cook up the the teams before it happens. (laughs) And it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, that's it for this episode. Yeah. We'll talk to you on Saturday when it's our official one year anniversary. Oh, I was so excited to type in episode 101. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, we are in triple digits. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what he said on the other side? He did not. Yeah. He was like, we just, he was like, what? What did we do, Kamala? <laughs> We did what? <laughs> the election, Joe. We won the election. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I called you. We won the election. <laughs> Your mama won the election. Okay, on that note. Bye. Bye.
The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat, come to Minnesota. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj Bledson. The fun bus is here! And I'm driving on the turnpike! Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping this mama brings the party jill walsh i made it up the hill myself and i'll kick any jack off and finally diamonds aren't a girl's best friend john friedman is 